I'm Ben Klunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. In 2019, we started this podcast as an accountability tool for our health and our business goals. Through our discussions, interviews, and sharing of our successes and difficulties, we've learned we have a passion for leadership. In 2020, we're striving to grow our own leadership abilities by focusing on learning from great leaders in business and life, and continue to share our successes and struggles on this journey. We'll continue to have raw and candid conversations while sharing our own insights and experiences with our goal being to grow as leaders and as people. You're You're listening listening to Ordinary to Extraordinary. Welcome to Ordinary Extraordinary. We're in the middle of this COVID quarantine. So Ben and I, instead of just gibbering at you guys, thought it might be a funny idea to uh, bring in a couple of our buddies, talk some shit, see how they're doing things, and see if we don't bore everybody to death. Yeah, we'll work on the not boring people to death part. But you guys have all heard Stephen and I talk about our friends Patrick McNulty and Travis Pop before, usually when we're talking shit behind their backs on this recorded thing here. Uh, but so we figured why not, why not have them all on today? You might've heard us cracking a beer at the beginning because we're all in our individual respective homes and offices, uh, having a beer and recording now. So do we want to have them say who each of them are and what they do? Let's just double check that Patrick's wearing pants. I want to just start off the right way. (laughs) So why you, why did you ask him? He was sitting down. Oh, they're pink. They're pink pants. Are you wearing pink shorts? Just for you, Ben. Are those flesh colored? <laughs> flesh colored. The best kind. Let's start off with McNulty. Mr. Patrick McNulty, who are you? We've talked uh, about I, you before, but. Patrick McNulty, uh, I'm an attorney with Randall Danskin. What type of law do you practice? Yeah, so I do kind of a mix of tax, uh, estate planning, and business planning. Uh, a lot of times I'm helping people set their wills up, set their businesses up, uh, and helping them buy and sell things. Our bald friend, Pop. That's me. Uh, Travis Pop, uh, loan originator with Inland Mortgage, uh, residential. I don't know what else you guys have said about me. <laughs> what Both of you guys are married. Both of you have kids, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. So they got that go. So Steven is the bachelor of the group here. But... I'll start it off as far as things go, and then it'll just kind of, we'll just bullshit. There's no real agenda. Both of you guys are kind of in roles where it's eat what you kill role, as are Steven and I. Uh, It's an interesting time to be in a role like that. I know, uh, Pop, it's an interesting time, obviously, for you in general, just with the housing market and interest rates being as they are. I won't ask you what the interest rates on a 30-year mortgage are at right now, because I know they're going to change in the next hour. But... How are you guys both doing with this time of having to kind of work in isolation? How are you staying busy? How are you staying motivated? Since we started with McNulty, we'll start with Pop this time. Um, For me personally, uh, it's been really busy lately. So nothing has really changed on that front. I'm still considered essential. Um, We're a non-depository bank, so I'm going in every day. Why are you laughing, McNulty? (laughs) <laughs> I just the thought that you're a... 
What? You are essential. Yeah. The, the phraseology, you're essential. You're right. essential. That's right. Um, so that hasn't really changed for me. Uh, the hardest part has been um, my wife. She's still working. <laughs> McNulty, what's so funny? <laughs> anyway. We're going to we're gonna so have to mute McNulty, Stephen. A half-year-old and a uh, 14-month-old uh, girl. So one still in Montessori and the other one we're kind of choosing to keep home. So my wife is working kind of from home and from the office and we've been trying to balance, you know, me going into work, coming home, just trying to find the new norm, you know, temporarily what we're going to do and how to manage being busy at work for both of us and then also taking care of the family at the same time. So I don't know if that answers the question or if, uh, you know, what keeps us motivated, um, nothing has really changed. Our routine is the same other than adding in, you know, kids into the mix and taking care of them um, and trying to get work done at the same time. I was just saying, luckily, he yeah, doesn't so, have kids at school, too, coming in. But Yeah, yeah so, uh, Travis, the, the feds were messing with the rates long before this, right? I mean, you guys were, you guys were kind of on an upturn before the COVID stuff happened, right? Yeah, so for us, you know, rates had dropped uh business was starting to pick up quite a bit um so we were staying busy there's a helicopter flying around and uh then things just kind of changed slowly you know we saw you know trying to slow pipelines down rates were going up we didn't really understand what was going on and then you know things kind of went to a standstill you know in terms of business rates you know processing times lock times so it's been kind of a roller coaster as, you know, the market is doing right now and everybody's emotions right now, you know, what's going on, yeah. how to tackle each day, you know, are you going to wake up to things being in a good, good direction, negative direction, you know, so we were kind of prepared yeah. for it, you know, this uncertain mm -hmm. times, which is kind of the new norm, but yes, you know, we knew things were kind yeah. of heading towards this direction but you know recently with the you know stay-at-home orders and you know things like that have you know added a new level to the whole system and then i think a lot of people think because the feds adjust rates or say hey we're going to go to not almost zero percent they think that means everybody should refinance and it's obviously not a good idea for everybody so you want to mention that a little bit patrick we'll get to you in a minute <laughs> yeah, so just because they say, you know, the Fed rates is zero, that, that, that's not what interest rates are doing, right? So you think about it, you know, mortgage rates cannot go to zero. There's no money in servicing the loans. There's just no possible way that they can be at zero. Um, so, you know, just trying to explain that to people when they call in and say, I hear it's at zero, you know, they're not, but it might still be a good time for you. It might not might be good to start the process, but you know, know that it might take a couple months depending on if you're still employed, you know, what your current employment status is, you know, are rates gonna jump back up, drop again? We don't really know, but you know, that's an ever-changing part of the economy right now too. So the normal trends that we look for for mortgage rates and you know how days are gonna be are totally different now. It's it's up and down daily and the rhyme and reason behind it is is not the same. So I'm going to so, say something. So, so for uh, for Pop, you're in a 100% commission business. Like, uh, I mean, pa Patrick is to some degree, right? Being a partner at the firm and having to 
uh, have revenue requirements and everything, but uh, you started at zero and then had to build, you know, a, a client base too. So what are some ways you went about doing that too? I mean, like Stephen and I are obviously part of SYP and have been and do a lot of uh, networking events around town and talk on the podcast a lot about having centers of influence and those people that refer to you that are important to the success of your career too. I mean, is there anything that you've, you've done since you started and how, I can't remember if it's been six or seven years that you've been doing this for now. Uh, anything that you've done that you felt has been fruitful for your career in that regard of, you know, having to be partially in sales with regard, you know, while doing mortgages too. You know, for me, it's, it started out slow. It was, you know, reaching out to family, friends, sending letters, letting people know what I did for a living, you know, and then it just is kind of one of those things where you slowly put in the time, getting to know people, getting to know what you're doing, setting processes in place. So, you know, when I do get busy, I can sustain and, and handle the, the workload. But for me, I think it's just been, you know, taking care of the customers, doing my best to be honest. Generally don't like the term fake it or make it because I like to mm -hmm. say, if I don't know an answer, I'm going to find out a way and ask for help. Cause I'm not going to always know the answer, you know, guidelines yeah. are always changing in our industry. You can't know everything. You're never going to know everything. So kind of just being honest, doing what's right by everybody and, and doing your best for your clients. And then just slowly asking for referrals and, and doing the best you can. It's been, you know, my growth plan, which has been, you know, great. It's been on uh, you know, good trajectory since I started yet yeah, almost seven years ago. Well, what I'll say about you is you seem to take it all from a servant's heart standpoint too, right? Where it's like you'll do things that don't pay you anything <laughs> sometimes too, but right? It's just that idea of demonstrating value to somebody, uh, even when it's of no benefit to you. And then and, and, and that hopefully in the long run, it comes back and does benefit you, right? It's like you do good things, you put good work out there and the idea is it comes back and benefits you. And I think you're a great example of that. Absolutely. I would mirror that. Oh, All right, you. Patrick, your turn. Tell us how your day-to-day -day has changed. What are you and Katie doing to stay uh, stay the way you're supposed to be? Yeah, so uh, my wife is a prosecutor with the county. Um, she is also essential, Travis. Um, <laughs> but you're People not. People still being assholes? <laughs> um, so what that means, though, is my, my firm... Um, we have gone to more of a skeleton staff. The attorneys are essential in, in as much as we support essential functions, um, but all of the attorneys are staying home. We, we have a couple people keeping the office going. Um, so my firm, we're working from home. My wife, uh, they're kind of taking, taking shifts, if you would. They don't need a full staff there every day. So a lot of them are using some of their sick and vacation time but she is going in uh, more frequently than I am. The kids have been off school for the past month, which has been a, a bit of a challenge. Uh, luckily, we have uh, my wife's parents live just up the road and have been immensely helpful um, in watching the kids on the days where Katie has to go in um, and I'm trying to get work done or vice versa. Uh, in terms of how things have changed for us, uh, working from home, I used to always think that I wanted more flexibility in what I do. I thought it'd be great if I could work from home. And uh, I, I, it sucks. Like, I, I mean, being home, 
I have no <laughs> between when I'm working and when I'm not. And so trying to get the right mindset so you can sit down and, you know, whereas if I go into the office at eight and I'm there till five, I can go get, you know, seven or eight hours of work done. It's a lot harder to get the same seven or eight hours of work done at home um, just because you're, you're mentally not in the same mindset. So trying to, trying to get your head around that, trying to, you know, keep the kids somewhat engaged. It, it's been a challenge. I'm with you on that. Are I you love working? to have a space to go to. Are we on a delay? Because every time Ben talks, I'm talking. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll finish and then just hold your thought, Ben. Yeah, so I like to have a space to go. That's why I use Fellow. It's why I use coffee shops. You know, I never had a home office, even though technically I work remotely and from home every day of my life. So I had to order a desk, like an electric stand-up desk and a bunch of stuff for the home, uh, just so that I could recreate a space that is actually for work as opposed to sitting with a laptop on your lap or at the kitchen table or whatever. But yeah, I'm with you on that, Patrick. I just don't find that working from home is ever as productive and it takes an enormous amount of discipline, obviously. Well, I think it's nice. I mean, you don't realize how big of a role, at least in my position, the social aspect of even being at an office plays too. Just seeing the same people on a day-to-day basis and talking through client scenario, having that support, or just that even mental break to replenish your cup, right? I think the the idea of taking small yet somehow social breaks during your time of working at home to refill your cup becomes really important. But one of those things that, I mean, is hard to do. How do you do it? Yeah, so I have a tip for everybody. I've I've done this and you're welcome to steal it, use it. I should patent it. Oh, Jesus. There's always one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Patrick's sitting there giggling it's nice being able to see him giggling he was giggling um, I, know. I was waiting for Patrick look at his face <laughs> you know what the rating was on this um, you know PG-13 yeah. so here's a tip obviously I, uh, I've lost some weight when y'all first met me I was a little more portly than I am now so I've got some pictures that I absolutely despise of myself I've printed them off I've put one in the freezer I've put one in the fridge I've put one in all the cupboards that have the snacks. Every time I open any of those now, that's what's confronting me. So I don't go near them anymore. Are you, I was walking, at, like the first few days of this, I was walking to the kitchen and just taking a slice of cheese. Yep, that one. Look, Ben's showing you all. Look at the different, Jesus, I was fat. But yeah, I, I was just eating a slice of cheese here. Yeah. Do you know what I like about you, Ben? Absolutely nothing at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the people that aren't watching the visual, Ben had a picture up on his phone that clearly he had simple access to because that came up quick, didn't it? Is that what you used? I I knew it wasn't here. Okay. But yeah, I just, I was eating cheese, a handful of nuts here and there, chips. Like I had to like, just, I was like, all right, I got to do something about this. I think that's probably the same for a lot of people just, they're overeating. Um, so I've set myself a caloric goal and that's what I did to try and stop myself from going to the fridge. <laughs> Wise. So um, uh, let's talk about this a little bit. So we obviously all, literally for our jobs, we meet with people for coffees, we meet with people for lunch. We are fairly, I mean, I run into you, Patrick, run into you, Travis, or Ben sometimes. We're not even planning on meeting each other. And in Spokane, downtown area, it's obviously small, but big at the same time. How are you guys getting your social fill? What, what are you utilizing to sort of stay mentally sane like that? Not just family, 
not just the people in your house, but what are you doing differently to, to connect with people? Uh, I'll start off. I mean, not a lot right now. I mean, we, you know, clients are doing uh, telephonic calls. I think we've done a couple of video chats. I don't know. I've been calling on a lot of people, emailing a lot of people, but it, it, it's tough. I mean, we're uh, pretty isolated. You know, I've got Katie and, and Quinn and Margaret here and we have a great time, but uh, we haven't seen a whole lot of other people. Before they shut down the golf course, I ran into you there randomly. I probably shouldn't say this on, on air, but I'm, I'm sneak, sneaking off to Idaho on Friday to play some golf. Oh, are the private ones open out like, there? Is that what's going on? Uh, Idaho's open. They, they, they have a kind of distancing rules in place for the courses, but they're, they're open. Is that Did like the one golf cart Friday? thing? The Raven? I'm playing Raven, yeah. But you picked Friday going out? today? It's uh, going to be the warmest day of the week. <laughs> saw that, like yeah. 65 and sunny. Yeah, when I you guys know Inslee, easily. So for those of you that have kids in school, did you see that Inslee's coming on at 2.30 today with the superintendent for Washington State for schools to talk about uh, what canceled. the... DJ, that's what I was wondering if the rest of the year got canceled for school. Kids aren't going yeah, back so to school, it sounds like. We'll see if that's true or not, but... <clears throat> The word on the street is that the rest of the year has been cancelled. He's just coming on to make it official. I don't know why they bother with the actual press conferences. Everybody knows what he's coming on to say. Patrick, you look uncomfortable. I mean, the, the prospect of having kids home for two more months is a little rough, but that's okay. Four more months. You don't go back to school till September, dude. Be realistic. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but they're home in the summer anyways. <laughs> yeah. Washington schools closed through the rest of the academic year. That's bananas. Learning will so continue. Can, huh, geez. So I want to be a little un-PC here, and you all can jump in on this, right? This is not political oh in any way, unless you choose to make it political. But here's the part I don't understand about all of this, right? There's a level of subjectivity to the entire... It's not a quarantine. A quarantine is where you're actually locked down. People can still leave their houses. People can basically... Restaurants are open. Coffee shops are open. Grocery stores are open, usual hours. As far as I'm concerned, the only things that are essential are pharmacies, hospitals, and grocery stores. And grocery stores should be open from a certain time in the morning until a certain time in the afternoon, and then shut. Everybody should be, you know, from 6 a.m. to 4 p.m., you can be out if you're going to the grocery store, if you're going to the hospital, or if you're going to the pharmacy. Other than that, you get a ticket written, stay at home, you're in trouble. If you need to work out, work out in the street. None of that, and let's enforce it. That's the part that I think is prolonging this, and that there's still clowns that are out doing everyday stuff. There's still people that think this is a big hoax. It's not going to get me. And there's people downright being selfish and not understanding that they can pass it on to somebody who might pass it on to somebody that can't fight it. And the, just the level of subjectivity and all of this pisses me off. And I wish that whether it's federal or at the state level, somebody just says, all right, enough of this bullshit. You're not essential. How the hell is a pot shop essential? And how is a liquor store essential? Not that I don't like having a drink at home, but that's the part of and all of this that I think is just so stupid. It's like we're relying on people to be smart. We're relying on people to apply common sense. And we've got thousands of years of history to show that that's not going to fucking happen. Mm -hmm. No, we were... Uh picking the kids up from the in-laws the other day, drove by Home Depot, and there had to be 500 people there. Mm -hmm. you know, same thing. I mean, it's like the, it, we are, 
it feels like we're selectively putting parts of our economy into a complete coma. But anyone that wants to be just some, I won't swear on your podcast. Yeah, I will. Some shitbag. It's already explicit. <laughs> essential because they, they don't, they know they're probably not going to be caught. They're just extending it. We, I, Steve and I agree. I mean, we should, we should all be in this and just feel the pain for a bit or not, but doing it halfway just feels like going to drag it out. And Obviously, those of us that are, you know, trying to do our part. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Travis, you've been quiet. Travis, what do you think? Quiet. Are we wrong? <laughs> I, I, I agree with Patrick on that. I mean, <clears throat> we're kind of in this pick and choose who's essential and who isn't, right? Either mm-hmm. you say it's all or nothing as usual, and if you're compromised, you're a certain age, you're in lockdown, but let the economy and other everybody else work and keep doing things, or it's shut everything down for a really short time or whatever it is. I, I don't know the right answer, but I agree that it's kind of a wishy-washy kind of pick and choose who's essential and who isn't. And it's frustrating. I don't know what's best, but. You know, there's the fact that, um, you know, I've seen some arguments made that restaurants are essential because people that work shifts, first responders, hospital workers, etc., are uh, they're able to go to, the, they're able to order in. And it's like, yeah, but look, there's, there's such a better way to do this. Like, if we need to get them whatever they need, whether it be to make a meal or microwave meals or whatever, this is about essentialism, right? It's, you don't need to have a restaurant meal to function. You can literally get stuff that's easy to make in a microwave, throw it in the oven for 10 minutes, it's ready, whatever it is. It's just, and I got to be honest, like a lot of my customers will be pissed off at me for saying this because I'm heavy in the restaurant bar space, I genuinely mm-hmm. don't understand why we've left this level of subjectivity. I mean, the fact that every time Inslee or even Trump or whoever makes an announcement, there's still this level of confusion, like, okay, so stay home if you're non-essential. Well, what's essential, what's not? And then they give a list, and you look at the list, and you go through it, and you go, Jesus, this isn't essential. This is stuff that, I mean, again, I come back to two major things, liquor stores, and weed stores. How in the name of fuck is any of that essential? You spent an extended period of time at home with my wife, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen also doesn't have kids. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, they were talking, somebody was saying there's like the wave of baby boomers. Remember after World War II, there was this wave of babies that came about, right? Now we're going to have the COVID-19 babies. But the joke is, it's like, yeah, but all of them are going to be firstborns because everybody with kids right now is saying, oh, hell no, I'm not having another one. Not when I'm at home freaking right now with my kids losing their mind. Yep. And in 20 years, the people running this country are going to be raised by stay-at-home parents who drank all day. <laughs> <laughs> so I love some of those memes. They're like, so will uh, Weight Watchers just uh, call me when we're done with this? Or do I need to go to them? Or how does that work? Yeah, there's like, a lot of uh, out there right now. People have a lot of time. They really are. Again, you want me to read you one that's inappropriate? One beer down, second beer open. Okay, I'm going to read you guys something. You ready? Okay, be ready for I'm this. Ready. Where'd Patrick go? I don't know, but if his pants come off, we'll see it in the mirror. Hey, where did he go? Patrick just left. He's away for another beer. I bet he's gone for a beer. Is that where he went? Okay. Mm-hmm. I saw this yesterday, and I'm going to read it to you guys. And here's how it goes. You ready? Oh, here, here he comes. I can see him in the mirror. Is he just all his pants on? I do. He went for a oh, beer. you got another beer. Okay. I'm going to read you a story, Patrick. You ready? Yep. 
It's called Are My Testicles Black? Okay. <laughs> you got it? <laughs> a suspected COVID-19 male patient is lying in bed in the hospital wearing an oxygen mask over his mouth and nose. Okay, so he's got a muffled voice right now. A young student female nurse appears and gives him a partial sponge bath. Patrick's liking this so far. Nurse, he mumbles from behind the mask. I'm my testicles back. He's like, wait, what? Embarrassed, the young nurse replies, I don't know, sir. I'm only here to wash your upper body and feet. He struggles to ask again, nurse, please check for me. I'm my testicles back. Concerned that he might elevate his blood pressure and heart rate from worrying about his testicles, she overcomes her embarrassment and pulls back the covers. She raises his gown, holds his manhood in one hand and his testicles gently in the other. She looks very closely and says, there's nothing wrong with them, sir. They look fine. The man, the man slowly pulls off his oxygen mask, smiles at her and says very slowly, thank you very much. That was wonderful. Now listen very, very closely. Are my test results back? <laughs> are my testicles black are my test results back it sounds close but if you got to go in you can try that one travis with the nurse i might try that tonight <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, so let's talk about this what we just had a full weekend of quarantine the weather was crappy what did everybody do yeah. for the weekend what was the highlight of everybody's weekend well, ben, we you chose go to go uh, for a drive oh. out to Nine Mile, where I grew up, and we packed a picnic, a couple beers, Kaylee had a canned wine, and we just went out and had a day in the in the park and ran around and played on the toys and the swings, and there was no, nobody out on that part of it, but there was sure a lot of people out riding bikes, and I mean, the parking lot was full. So people are out, you know, getting antsy and ready to go out and do stuff. But just getting out of the house together to go do something out in the open area was was great, you know. Looking forward yeah. to start riding bikes again and things like that. Yeah. But to step back, things that are frustrating, like Patrick and I guess Stephen brought it up, but <clears throat> kind of this all-in or all-out type deal. How are How is fishing locked down? Like, how can you not go fishing right now? How are the states? Yeah, but you can go in all the Home Depot. You can't go out like and ride a bike by yourself. We go to all bike to front. What, uh, McNulty, what did you guys do? What's going on? So we uh, social distance with uh, my in-laws who've been watching the kids all the time, off and on. So they've got whatever we've got. Um, and they have my sister-in-law and soon-to-be brother-in-law uh, in from China. They teach at a... Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they teach at a British boarding school over there. Um, sister-in-law is my, my wife's younger sister. Uh, Simon, the soon-to-be brother-in-law, is from uh, Birmingham in the UK. He's British. And like I said, they teach in China. They were on Chinese New Year, which they get two weeks off uh, for Chinese New Year. They were in, I think, in Thailand on a beach when the outbreak hit and they weren't able to fly back into China. So they flew over here probably the end of January, um, quarantined at my mother-in-law's home for three weeks. Um, and they've just been kind of, 
stranded is not the right term, but they're stuck there. They can't get home. China won't let anyone fly back in. Um, oh, so wow. And just, uh, I don't know, had, had some family dinners. We had a, uh, a race on Saturday. My, uh, a race? Yeah, they, more to that. So my, my soon-to-be brother-in-law fancies himself an athlete. And he, oh, uh, he's been he's, he's in good shape. He's been working out and, and getting in shape for the wedding. He played, uh, I think he played rugby at, at some level, not professional, but uh, something more than just for fun. Um, and so he's been training, running, you know, thinking he's really, really fast. And he was texting Katie and me talking shit about how fast he is and how he's going to smoke us, you know, thinking that we're just these old men. <laughs> what he didn't realize is we've been training for three months for Bloomsday and we've been training for a, a 70-mile relay race. And so we run like every day. And so th- this was a, it was like a three-miler. And, and he texted us this time and like we both knew we could smoke it. And so we went out and, and for the first half kind of let him lead and then just kind of baited him into, you, know, you could hear him breathing and, you know, I'm, I'm breathing every four steps, you know, he, 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 pop, pop, pop. And he's over there. I mean, he's, he's like hyperventilating himself to death, trying to keep pace. And we just smoked him. It was so, so sweet. Um, you did, and you smoked him? We did, yes. You know, my, my fat ass smoked him. And, and he, he was so pissed. So anyways, that, that's, that's awesome. We, yeah, that's testament to the fact that, fitness is so unique to whatever you do i know a lot of runners that are 225 pounds you know they run that's what they do they're fit to run but they can't play a sport they can't lift weights so just that's their fitness is different from health right so he's just not conditioned to do what you've been doing which is run yep how did you get up to this weekend benny boo it was chores all Saturday for me, man. I just did crank out a bunch of chores. I, I think I shared on the podcast before I have my quarantine to-do list, like a list of chores that I've been wanting to get done that just either don't have the energy or the time to do it. So it's like, well, no time like the present now. And uh, we're all working from home and I've got an hour of time back. So I've been doing chores around the house and I've got my, uh, I don't know, I might've shared with you guys. I'm auditing a course. Uh, this is uh it's called the science of well-being. It's the most popular course through Yale, and they put it out through an online course where you could join it for free. So I'm auditing this course. Uh, it's been interesting so far, kind of on the idea of happiness and you know all these studies on hey, what type of money do you make need to make to be you know quote unquote happy? What uh, derives the most happiness? Uh, how is it people are affected when they don't? Uh, kind of realize what they think they're going to experience in terms of, oh, I think I'm going to get this grade on the test, but I don't. How do I feel? Oh, I think I should make this type of money, and then I do. How do I feel? Uh, so that's pretty interesting. Been doing that. But then on uh, Sunday, I shared with Stephen on the phone beforehand. I was a little bummed, honestly. The weather uh, sucked. You know, we woke up to snow that day. And I just, I'm a very social person. So the fact that I can't go like out with everybody and have a beer is is hard for me uh, and I can't go out to dinner with friends like that's hard for me because that's the one way I do relax so in a time when my job is probably one of the most stressful <laughs> times that I'm ever going to experience in life with a bear market like this to not be able to have my one like the way that I relax being around people and being social uh, is kind of like a kick to the groin so I was telling Stephen like Sunday I kind of had a not a pity party but it was just like bummed you know kind of melancholy 
And I was like, but I was thinking about it. And so this is for anybody else out there too. It's like, I, and I, and I uh, told you that I, I allowed myself to be bummed. So I think allowing yourself to kind of be bummed and it's like, no, this is a time when really like it does suck. Like we're all stuck inside and we can't see each other. We can't go out and do some of these things. Like it really actually does kind of suck to not be able to do this. And so to acknowledge that and then realize it's like, but there's a lot of other people that are in the same boat. So uh, as weird as that sounds, it's like uh, that kind of brought me some comfort to be like, you know what? Like, yeah, this is a shitty time and it's okay for me to feel a little bummed about it. So I wouldn't say depressed, but even depressed sometimes, right? Uh, I mean, it's tough time, but. So today is sunnier. It was nice to remind myself that we have a nice week ahead of us with sunshine. Next weekend, we're escaping to the lake. Uh, so I have things to look forward to. Well, I the highlight of my weekend, I shared some of this with Ben earlier. I'm wearing my Lakers shirt today. I watched on Saturday night, ESPN replayed the 2010 finals, the last game between the Celtics and the Lakers. So I watched Kobe Bryant win his fifth championship. Loved every second of that, even though I usually hate watching sport on rerun. And it reminded me of a story, probably the biggest fight I've ever had in any relationship I've ever been in. Patrick, you know I'm a huge sports fan. Pop too. Basketball's kind of the NBA's like everything to me, right? So we're not getting any of that just now. But at this point, it was literally Celtics-Lakers. It was like a throwback to the 80s rivalries. Um, Kobe in the height of his career and Kobe won MVP by the way of the series and the Lakers won the championship but this final game I remember it was one of the biggest fights I ever had with any relationship because I told the girl that I moved to Spokane with that I was watching it and that's what my plan was that night she came home from work and decided that we were going to meet up with her friends at a place that didn't have TVs so I acquiesced and went there for a while with the understanding that we either watch the game there or we go somewhere else and watch it. And by we, I mean me. I didn't care if she came or if anybody else came. So my friends were at the satellite. I went to the left bank wine bar before our friend Isaac ever owned it and basically didn't eat there because I wanted to have a cheeseburger and a beer and watch the game. And they all ate and drank. I had like two beers and then it was time for the game, so I left. And for all intents and purposes, it was held against me for about a week and we fought about it and I was like, hey, if you're trying to get me to choose between you and Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant wins 100 times out of 100. No questions asked. So, yeah, that was one of the biggest fights I ever had based on that game. So it brought back those memories, which I can laugh about now, but I really enjoyed watching it. So that was a highlight of my weekend. And then Sunday, the weather was crappy, so I didn't do much. Do you know, does she listen to the podcast? Because that's going to be awesome. I have no idea. I don't care. I'm sure someone will tell her. <laughs> I haven't laid eyes on her since the second she walked out. Um really? it wasn't like yeah, I mean she picked up her stuff and left and like I said, I haven't seen her. I, I I know that some of the people she knows are not allowed to be friends with me on social media, but they like me in public at least. <laughs> well that's where your dog came from too, right? Was that relationship, Ollie. Yeah, I bought the dog for her and Honestly, it's probably the only good thing I got. Well, two good things came out of it. I ended up in Spokane, which I think I'm supposed to be here. And I have the pup, which I can't hear her, which usually means she's getting up to something she shouldn't. So, Even I've <laughs> a little bit of crap for a minute. So not this weekend, but the weekend before, on Stephen's advice, I took my two children, Margaret, 
Oh, for a hike? I took them on a hike, and I, I'd been talking about taking them up Isler Creek. That's a great little, probably five, five and a half mile loop, and they, they are old enough to finally do it. And I, you know, they get a little more snow up there. It's a little higher elevation, and, and I ran, I, I don't know if I ran into you or we were talking, but either way, found out Stephen had hiked Isler Creek the day before and said, oh, it's absolutely beautiful. And so I said, well, hey, Stephen, I'm thinking about taking my kids, you know, is there any snow up there? No, just a little bit right when you start the trail. That nothing really to worry about, okay? So Quinn and Margaret and I, you know, head up to Isler Creek. And mind you, I mean, it's like, at the, what is it, about a 1,700-foot gain, Stephen? I mean, it's about a six-mile loop total. Get up yeah, there. It's a solid little hike. It was like the fucking Donner Party. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like, we <laughs> I've got my kids, and we get farther up because I call Steve, and midway through the hike, I say, hey, Steve, is going to get any better? Oh, it's just fine. So we get we get about <laughs> half up there, and it is it's a fucking sheet of ice. It is like we're hiking a glacier. I've got Quinn and Margaret in there. And I, I'm afraid to turn around because I don't think we can make it back to the car. I'm just hoping to get up and come down the other side a little bit better. I, I <laughs> 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 to be fair, there's, there's different access points to the peak. Like, I don't know where you came in from. <laughs> Apparently, because it was, it was illusional. <laughs> and, then I, and then I had people. I'm crying. People are up there with cleats on. They're looking at me like I'm some abusive fucking dad. Looking all over hell and back. Like, that was my Scottish friend. He told me to do it. Anyways. It's just a walk in Scotland. Have you seen the weather in Scotland? <laughs> Shit. That's just a walk. It's not even a hike. <laughs> a hike? So, so explain this to me. How do you differentiate between what's a walk and what's a hike? Is it paved? Ah, uh, I feel like once you gain more than 500 feet of elevation, it's more than a walk. All right. Well, that's everything in Scotland. I live. So uh, I'm kind of in a similar place now because we talked about this for the men's challenge yesterday. So Adam Jackson was an asshole to us. Every day our men's group does a different fitness challenge. Yesterday, yeah. we already had a 30-minute running challenge. you do a shirt with your challenge. shirt off, Stephen? I always do it with a shirt on. Ain't nobody needs to see me with my shirt off. Nobody has shades that protect that much. Uh, your men's group, though, was posting all of these with their shirts off. <laughs> I was like, oh, geez, here we go. So anyway, we, last week, one of the challenges was run 30 minutes. I hate running unless there's a ball, right? Like, I'll chase a ball up and down a field or a court. Um, I'll even skate. I'll play ice hockey before I want to run, right? And I actually enjoy playing ice hockey, by the way, Travis. Um, just... And I'm getting more of an appreciation for watching it, just so you know. Um, but yesterday, Adam's challenge was let's uh, let's run a mile flat out, get your mile record. Like, what's how quickly can you run a mile? So basically, sprint a mile. And I was like, Jesus! So it was not fun. And then the follow-up to it was 50 push-ups and 100 crunches. So oh, good Lord. One mile flat out, 50 push-ups, 100 crunches. Not enjoyable at all. But every day we're getting a lot of fitness in. Some of the days it's kind of more reach out to people and do some nice things, do something nice for the wife or whatever. Obviously, I got off on that day. Um, didn't have to do <laughs> I was still nice to somebody. Uh, but, yeah, that was yesterday's challenge. I hate running. 
What was your time? I want to do it. 7.26. And I got about a five-second boost because a dog decided that it liked the look of my leg and tried to take a chunk out of it. So I sped up, and then he gave up. <laughs> I, saw, I saw Adam post and said he ran like a 5.30, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he, he's a runner, though. He runs every day. But, yeah, he, he set a personal best yesterday. Wow. Really? So he, he what are you running a mile right in, now, Patrick? What's that? What are you uh, running a mile in? I'll bet I could beat Steven in one mile. In one mile, I think you could beat him. It Challenge is, accepted. Running's just hey, running. I was gonna say. Let's set this up. <laughs> yeah, I'll challenge you. But here, the, the reason that this, this thought started and where where That's I got off on the tangent track. was where I live. I either have a hill on the way out or a hill on the way back. Yep. So do you want a hill the second half of your run or the first half of your run? Because yeah. where I live, I'm like halfway up the hill. And I'm not flat where I am. So that's 7.26. I bet I could shave another 30 seconds off of that if I was just on a flat or on a track. But well, we just start. throw you guys on the track. Let's throw you both on a track and see who wins. Amen. Can I read How two? about rather than – Yeah. I was going to suggest that instead of just, and Ben's going to hate this, instead of just having a, how fast can we run a mile, let's have an athletic test for the four of us. We'll come up with standard athletic testing, we'll go up to the falls, we'll do sprints, we'll do agility, we'll do jump, like test everybody's vertical. I know I'll win that one. <laughs> I can barely jump. What's going on with your wrist there, Ben? Mm, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I, think, I think Ben was telling us to go and fornicate. Uh, I'm telling you something. So you Can you guys believe that? we're an hour all into this? Notice our screens, wow. our screens all froze. Nobody answered. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch that. Yeah, what happened? I, I don't know what happened. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. All right. I got something that might be fun. I want, um, uh, obviously, you and I talk a lot about productivity, Ben. Patrick and Travis, I would be intrigued for both of you in terms of productivity. What's your number one tip, whether you're working remotely, working at the office, like when things are normal, what is something that you would pass on that's been a lifesaver, that's just a little nugget of wisdom that keeps you accountable, keeps you productive, regardless of what's going on in your life? Don't fight over who, who answers first now. I, I find at least during these times, if I can get up and get, I don't know, six hours in the books before I take off, you know, I, once again, working from home, I get up like 5.30, start working at 6. I can get six hours knocked out by noon. Um, that helps my productivity while I'm home. I, I get to the mm -hmm. afternoon, I'm, I'm, I'm worthless around here. That's a typical lawyer schedule, right? You get to play golf in the afternoon. <laughs> Smart ass. No, we... Uh, <laughs> Schedules vary, right? So different law firms have different models. Um, some law firms want you to go bill 18, 1900 hours a year. Uh, our, our law firm is different. We, you know, we make money for what we do, put in the books, and we don't make money if we're not working. So we call our own shots in terms of time. Um, I find uh, I, I tried. I try to go in at least four days a week. Um, during the summers, it's more four days than five, but during the winter, I'll be in five days a week. And and really, for me, the secret is hitting it hard early in the morning, though. It's a, if I can get 
in by eight or if I'm here at home, you know, I ideally get in earlier. I've, Katie and I take turns dropping the kids off and they start school at eight. Um, but if I can get in and, and get the first four or five hours in the books before I start fucking around like that, that that's a productive day for me. You know, so just kind of. What were you, Travis? Um, I'd have to agree <clears throat> to an extent. I mean, I can work from home right now, but I choose to go in because I'm definitely more productive being in the office. I like having paperwork in front of me and touching it. Yeah. Um, it's been mm -hmm. hard lately for me kind of to go off Ben, what he said that, you know, the other day, you just kind of, it's okay to be in a funk, if you will. Um, for me, my social thing has been hockey. I play twice a week, but that's been cut off and golf cut off. So my outlets of, you know, sport, working out, exercise, you know, have been slashed. So I've kind of felt that funk, if you will. So recently I've been trying to get up earlier, start riding the bike, the, you know, in the basement, the exercise bike, or get up and just go for a you know, a mountain bike ride around the house, you know, the neighborhood, if you will, in the morning, and then get to work is just kind of that good feeling, right? Getting the juices flowing. But in terms of general, I mean, I don't really have anything other than just getting in and doing it, contacting with people. Yeah. I, think, I think that's a lot of it, though, to your, I mean, last part, just getting in and doing it, right? I wrote last week's commentary. I know all of you have read it already from 10 Capital, the written part of it. But in there, uh, yes, last Steve is laughing. There's Warren Buffett's line is that I love. And it's, you know, it's pertinent now, especially in the market, given the way it is, is like, be greedy when others are fearful, right? And I think the, it, and, and I will humbly restate it, but it was not just be greedy when others are fearful, but be greedy in the face of fear, right? Because I think a lot of people are scared to do what is right because it's hard to do what is right most of the time but those that are successful are the ones that have a plan and stick through the fear right and they press on and i mean you think about that that applies to physical health that applies to mental health that applies to wealth that applies to anything really in life is hey having a plan and getting through the hard times right it's not that anybody's any smarter or anything than anybody else it's just that hey they had the guts to stick through it when it was hard so I mean, I think this is the time for a lot of people, and sorry I'm moving on you guys here, when we need to stick it out. I mean, it takes a little mental strength, but doesn't mean any of us are any smarter than any other because we're successful. You're, you're now in what is my office. Where did you move to office. there, Ben? Oh, okay. Weston's up from his nap, yeah. so I'm, I'm moving into a quieter room. <laughs> Can you re-say whatever you just said? Cause it's hard to focus when you're walking. <laughs> I said Weston just woke up from a nap, so I moved into a quieter room. Take us into the party bathroom downstairs. You want? You mean the porno room? Yeah. Why aren't you in the blue I just room? Someone. The blue room. That, that room. We've talked about that room on the podcast before. I've brought it up. So anybody that listens regularly knows that Ben has a sex room, a sex dungeon with a bathtub in it in his basement. <laughs> Do you guys want to see the safes in my floor? So right under there, there are safes in the floor. Whoa. See the carpet? The carpet comes back. What's the um what's the code for it? Is that where you hide all your liquid cash? I'm not telling you. I'll just come over and blow it up and break in. 
wow, look at that. <laughs> you can, one of them is like an actual legit like combo safety in the concrete. Wow. Like, I don't know what this guy had in his house, but he was hiding something. Did you get the combinations for those when you moved in? Yeah, and I've got the keys and combinations and stuff. But now I'm not sure yeah, I can put it back. I'll do that later. Um, yeah, yeah it, so it is crazy. It is crazy, I yeah. do- I do want to say the other thing we've talked about, and it might have been early on in the podcast, actually, probably about a year ago at this time, one of the best nights I've had in the last few years was when the four of us went to the casino. Northern Quest. Out to Northern Quest. And I don't know if it was just the setting, if it was just we all needed to kick back, but we played some poker in a poker tournament that was a fundraiser. We drank a lot. We hung out. We talked a lot of shit about absolute nonsense. And I feel like we have to at least try and replicate that night at some point soon. <laughs> I'm on board with that when this is all done. We all know that was Patrick. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> that was Patrick. Yeah, I know. I mean, nobody's saying anything. Patrick's just sitting there looking all uh, preppy boy right now. But Patrick, we know the truth about you. I, I think I say yes. It was fun. Well, yeah. gentlemen, I can't oh, believe it, but we're an hour and five minutes in. Well, it has been fun. Do you guys have anything... We always ask people, Ben and I always ask people when they're on the podcast, do you guys have any questions just for Ben and I? I should probably preface this and say that it has to be somewhat PG-13, even though this is an explicit podcast. It has to be somewhat PG-13. You can't live vicariously through me on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Good chat. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Don't know, Roger. I've got a question for them. I've got a question for them. For each of you. What is your favorite O2E episode? Because <laughs> I'm seeing if you bastards even listen to us. Uh, episode three. Patrick, Patrick, you've not even listened to one, have you? I, I periodically will click on it on Facebook so you'll see that, you know, but then I leave the room. <laughs> you just wow. turn it on and let it run was epi- don't listen. Was episode three the last one you listened to, Travis? Yeah. Uh, we've gotten better since then. Apparently, our guests have gotten better until this point. No, we had our best too. month of listeners last month. How many? We we had our best month of listeners. Stephen doesn't like it when I say numbers on air. He gets all. We had a few. I don't think we need See? to put actual numbers out there. Over under ten. Over. More than ten. <laughs> Stephen's mom listens that many times in a month. My mom still hasn't figured it out. She asks me all the time, like, how do I listen to it? I'm like, I've sent you shit. Like, figure it out or ask somebody to help you. I'm not, I'm not doing this. I don't want her to Steve, hear a lot of things. Your family requested to here. be uh, friends with me now on Facebook and Instagram. Who? One of your yeah. brothers, I'm assuming. Chris, he, get, he, he hears you gibbering. He's the one that is one of our fans on the SoundCloud. Ah, got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay, gentlemen, well, do you guys yeah. have anything else for the greater good of the order? No. No. Negative. Travis, I feel like you've got so much more to say, Travis. Travis is being a good boy because it's uh, recorded. He's scared of what he might say. (laughs) Yeah. So just so you both know, where's the body? When we post pictures and we we put this live, people will recognize you in Spokane. We get it all the time now, Ben, don't we? People are like, oh, you 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 guys are the OTE guys. We had somebody come up to us right in Dava the other day. Random. I, I had no idea who he was. I'd never met him before in my life, but he told us he recognized us and told us he loved listening. And we were like, "All right, cool. But, all right, well, 
Okay, gentlemen. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for having a beer with us. Don't hang up yet, because once we sign off, we're going to shoot the shit a little bit more that won't be published. Sorry, folks. But until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid.